So I'm very happy. I'm excited. How long? What episode is this for you? Um, so this will be. I have to look at my schedule. I have a schedule. Um, here we go. Let's bring it up. This will be episode. I'm gonna have to count them because I haven't actually got numbers. Thirteen. Oh, okay. Oh, lucky number thirteen. Yes. Yes. So. The way I work, uh, so talking of being unschooly, the way I work is that I kind of tend to hyper-focus on something. Mm -hmm. um, so the podcast is really my hyper-focus at the moment. So I am recording, 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 recording. Um, but the releasing of those recordings is actually much um, slower. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. That's like every podcast, though, because this I don't I'm on podcasts all the time. I was just on one like one came out like last week. So um, but yeah, so that's what most of them are like. They yeah, just yeah. do what they record a lot of them and then they just release them. Yeah, and then six months know. down the line. I guess, yes, exactly. So I was like, whenever I ask, like, when is, uh, when is this going to be out? And they're like, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I forget, I forget, I forget you know. like. What, what did I talk about with that person? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have to go back and listen to it so you can, like, do an intro yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, whose room are you sat in? That's I'm, in my yeah, I'm in my daughter's room because there's the best light. So, oh. you know, <laughs> and also um, my, um, my sons are, like, they're all doing things and moving around. And, you know, it was, just, like, a lot of, like, energy happening because it's Saturday. So I said, I'll come into my daughter's room and... It'll be quiet, and it is quiet, and there's a lot of light. So, welcome to Unschooling Conversations. Uh, today, I am joined by Tiersa McQueen, and in this episode, we are going to talk about unschooling because we haven't quite decided yet. So, we're just gonna we're just gonna talk unschooling. Uh, my name is Heidi Steele. I am a former teacher and unschooling parent to four school-aged children who are happy living and learning as they go. Um, I've been unschooling for almost ten years. And um, you can find me on Facebook uh, at Live, Play, Learn, where I provide daily support and encouragement for unschooling families. Uh, so welcome, Tiersa, to uh, the podcast. Thank you for having me, Heidi. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, would you uh, like to introduce yourself? Let's start with let's start with that, and then we can go from there. Sure. I'm Tiersa McQueen. I am an unschooling mom of four free children um, living in Florida in the United States and um, I am an avid tweeter. I tweet a lot at Tirsa J so look for me there and um, I also am just an advocate for unschooling. I've been doing it for like the last six years homeschooling and then unschooling. Um, so yeah I'm always available to help give support to any unschooler or somebody who wants to, you know, think about this as a lifestyle, a lifestyle. I think it's awesome. And um, yeah, so I'm here to help. Fabulous. So, um, so how did you move into unschooling? How did that happen for you? What was your journey? Yeah. So we started, like I said, my son, my oldest, I have four children. My oldest son is 15. I have a 13 year old daughter and 10 year old twins. And we started when the um, oldest two were like uh, eight or eight and nine. I want to say like they were about eight and nine. And it was really already child-led. Like my son had decided that he didn't like going to school 
And you know, a lot of boys say that, a lot of people say that. And when I was like getting advice from other parents, they were like, oh yeah, you know, kids just say that they don't want to go. And I was like, well, maybe we should be listening to them. <laughs> like, you know, like maybe this is a, a thing. So um, I, he had said he didn't want to go anymore. So I just said, okay, let's, let's try, let's try homeschooling. Let's see how this goes. Um, so we started homeschooling and at first it was just like school at home, regular, you know, get the curriculum, the whole nine yards. And then we decided we didn't, it wasn't working for us. Like we had stopped going to school, but we still weren't having fun. We still, it still wasn't enjoyable to us. It still felt very restricted. Um, we were enjoying the benefits of homeschooling though. Like we were enjoying the benefits of like sleeping later and getting able to go to the bathroom when I want to get to eat when I want, but it still didn't feel like we wanted it to feel. So we organically moved into this like unschooling space where we just started to slowly let go of things. So it was like a, it was like a de-schooling process where we just came to it. Um, and one day I said, what if I didn't buy curriculum? It was like the summer. Like I, like I said, we were still like using the school calendar for some reason. Like we hadn't even let that go. And I said, I was still like looking at the, the next year, the next school year, what are we going to do for the next year? And I, I just asked them like, what if I just didn't buy the curriculum? What if we just did what we like to do when we're not doing curriculum and we're not at the kitchen table, all the other things that we do. What if we just did that? And they were, they were open to it. They said they were, we're, they weren't willing to give it a try. Um, so we just didn't buy curriculum. And then I guess that's when we were full on unschoolers. Like we just, and, and actually, you know, we always had this like open ending, like, let's just give this a try. That's how we started with homeschooling too. Like, let's just give this a try, but schools are still an option. And then with unschooling, it was the same thing. It was like, let's just give this a try. And then we can always go back if we don't, if it doesn't work, or we feel like, you know, we're not getting out of it that once. And we love it. Like we, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we came to it in that slow, organic way. It, you know, so it was, everyone was like, got on board with it. So that's, that's, that's where we're at. And we love unschooling. We love being self-directed and I don't see it ever changing. I really don't, you know, but I mean, but like I said, we're open to anything that comes up if the kids, but we still would do it from an unschooling perspective. That's the whole thing. Like the kids, the, my son, like I said, he's 15. He started taking classes, but we still do it from an unschooling mindset. Um, so like we, he, there's no grades. He's actually started doing out school. So he just takes the classes that the things that he's interested in. Um, and it's been very helpful for him to, to like bridge. He's 15. So he's like bridging the transition to like thinking about going into college so it's been helpful for him to see that type of like um, structure um, in his day and like how, and also like the technical things of how you would be in a, a class. Um, but it was all self-directed. So he's very happy with the way that it's turning out. He doesn't feel like pressure to, you know, get a grade or anything like that. So yeah, it's just, it's been, it's, it's been great. And I, that's why I don't think that we would ever go back to like traditional um, like schooling because yeah. they just enjoy it so much and they get to choose so many different aspects of it and they get to be as academic as they want and not. So, uh, you know, it's just working out really well for my family. It's like you say that it's a mindset, isn't it? And it would yes, actually it be quite difficult to 
change that that mindset so even though or even when our children decide you know like to take a class it's mm-hmm. still from the perspective of un- an unschooling mindset right. it's still got that angle of well I'm choosing to be here and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm um choosing how I navigate this and which bits I you know um, and how I want to organize my time and you know it's just exactly. got that element to it that you, that's not really going to change once mm-hmm. you've sort of walked an unschooling path for a while and you feel comfortable with that and we were similar we um you know when we started out so my children have never been to school but even when my eldest would have been coming up to school age it was a, we had a similar outlook like, well let's see how this period of time goes let's see how this works out it wasn't it doesn't have to be like a hard and fast, right? This is what we're doing right. forever. Exactly. Know? I think it's a very schoolish mindset also to think that you have to have it all planned out mm-hmm. first before you step into the space. Like, well, I can't do that now because how am I going to do it? Right. And I think that being an unschooler has really shown me that the how comes after the decision to do it. So, and, and I still struggle with this. I still want to have a lot of information up front before I you know, go into the thing that I actually want to do. And my children are teaching me, they're showing me that, no, just go forward with what you want to do and then learn the things that you need on the back end as you need them, learn it. Because I think that a lot of pre-planning stops people from doing what they actually want to do because they can see the pitfalls before they actually get into the thing that they are that they want to do. Well, one of my examples, my son, he is taking art schools, like I said, and he's taking robotic classes and he's he's working towards being an engineer. And just recently he asked me for my advice of what he what I thought he should do more to in, in that vein of to the end of being an engineer. And so I very schoolishly suggested math classes that he could take. And he pushed back on me saying, well, they won't be building in those classes. So why would I take that if I'm, I want to be an engineer, so I, I want to build things, so I, I'm going to build. I don't have to take math in order to build. Like I can build things and then I can learn the math as I go. And, and so I feel like that's a very unschooled self-directed mindset is actually just doing the thing that you, that you want to do before you have all of the information which is opposite of what they do in school. Like in school, you have to have prerequisites. You need to learn this before you can learn this, before you can learn this. And you build um, based off like the lowest thing that you can possibly learn in that. My unschoolers, they do it the opposite way. They start with the thing that they want to do. So if they want to build something, they build it. They don't have to learn how, you know, the math of it works. They don't need to know geometry to, to build this or calculus. It's sort of like when you bake a cake, you don't have to need, you don't need to know chemistry. Like you don't need to know, you know, why this cake rises. You don't need to know, you know, what makes it hold together or what, you don't need to know those things in order to make it. You make it and then you learn about those things later. If your cake doesn't rise, well, why didn't it rise? Like that's how we approach everything. And it's really been a blessing to my life because when you approach things from that way, then you get more done. You take more actions because when you, when you're always trying to plan, you talk yourself out of things. And what we're trying to do is talk ourselves into things. Like I, I want to do this and l- let me figure out how to do this with what I already know. And then what I don't know, I will go and get that later. 
But let me first delve head first into what I'm trying to do. And that has been the biggest like mind shift for me that, that I, my kids are leading me in that way because it's easy for them. You know, it's super easy for them because they, they know that they don't know all these things. They don't care. They just go straight forward. But with me, a schooled person, I feel like I need to know so much more than I do before I start. And they're showing me that's not true. I can yeah. just start, you know, it's just not true. So um, that's a, a lot of the mind shift that I, that's the space I'm in right now. And the, the way that even though I've been doing this for, like I said, like going on six years now, there's still things that my kids are showing me um, by being, they're actually being unschooled in the moment, not having to like have gone to school and then now learn it on the back end like I am. So they, they teach me every day how I can approach things differently. Um, and it's awesome. It's just like completely amazing, amazing way of life. I love it so much. Yeah, we love it. I mean, the, the um, it, t- it completely tips on end the educational sort of experience that we've probably had by being in school. That's, it completely turns it the other way up. And our children come at it so naturally. Once they've been mm-hmm. through that de-schooling process, um, they just they just get on with it and they just do it and they it's it's sort of this second nature to them they don't they don't have to think about um how they're doing it or how they're going right. to achieve something like you say they just sort of jump in and mm-hmm. they jump in and do it and I, I the example you give of, of baking my daughter um I've got two daughters they love baking um and my kitchen's a bit of a free-for-all in that respect and and like even the simplest thing like if I'm going to bake a cake my go-to thing without even thinking about it is okay let's look up a recipe let's, let's look up a recipe that's my go-to thing and she's already baked half a cake by the time I flipped to the book and she's just in you know she's she's got the basic knowledge of like what goes in a cake and she just exactly it all in a she's like i know i need flour i know i need sugar i know i need eggs i know i need butter like that's how my kids are too like well what, what do i know what how, how far can i take this before i need to look it up like, i have another example of that where my daughter she we were learning about um she was talking about the like the america's the president's Right. It was, it was about the impeachment because another thing is we learn things as they become applicable to our lives. So the impeachment was going on and she was like getting interested in that and learning more about that. And she had a question about someone who a president that hadn't um, been consecutive, like he was the president and then there was another president and then he was the president again. And so I have a book on presidents and I handed it to her. And so she looked at it for like a second and then she said, oh, no went to the computer, Googled the question that she had, found the president, and then went back to the book to go exactly to the page that she needed to go to. So, you know, the whole way of doing something, I would have sat there and looked at that book for 30 minutes before I found it, you know, but they're so much more efficient. Like, I know what I need. Thank you for this part of it, but I'll figure it out in a much faster way if I just go look it up here and then come back to the book that you gave me so I can get more in depth after I ask, after I ask Google and find out the answer to the question that I had. And then I'm going to go and delve deeper into the information that you gave me. So they're just so much more efficient and faster. And like, you know, if you allow them to use the tools that they have, they just learn it so easily. That, that they, you'll start learning from them. They um, 
they and you know talk about the using the tools they use the tools like of their generation mm-hmm. like, I, I love books and i have collected and bought a lot of books that would be aimed at children for example and i cannot part from them i can't they're all on our bookcases <laughs> but i guarantee you we've probably touched one or two of them in our 10-year journey because my children have their own resourcefulness and their own places that they go to find the answers they um they want to find and that does include us and it does include us but even now you know we use the internet more than then we might be drawn to my bookcase to go and go and find a book and they just um they have this ability because they haven't been told how they Mm -hmm. must be doing it elsewhere they have this ability and this resourcefulness of their own which they um utilize which is um brilliant so this ability of our children brings me on um to this idea that unschooling um is is lazy uh, don't um, get me that, started Heidi. i said that it'd be a really good topic to bring up here yes like either we're being lazy as the adults um by by not um following curriculum and forcing our children to engage with a schedule that we've preset and and trying to control our children that way um or on the flip side of that our children are being lazy because they're not um you know, engaging in things that, that, that they find really difficult and we're not making them, you know, do things that are hard and, and, um, and it's just not true. It's just no, it's not. True. First of all, I don't, I don't even believe in the concept of lazy. Like I don't, that's not something I ascribe to. Like I don't like, you know, for me, if you, I've learned, this is one of the, the biggest parts of my de-schooling was letting go of the concept of laziness. Because I I believe now that what we think of as lazy is really just a mismatch of priorities. So if if I see someone and I think they should be doing something that they're not doing, that's my priority. That's not their priority. So for me to say, well, you're not doing it because you're lazy, that's just a judgment. I'm making a judgment. That's all I'm doing. I'm judging them. I'm judging them based off what they're doing versus what I think they should be doing. So I don't really believe in that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's to me, saying someone is lazy is actually lazy because you're not getting the context of their situation. They might not want to do it, which is a valid reason. That's not laziness. Saying, I don't, why did you do that? I don't want to. That's valid. That's, you know, that's, that you for you to then call them lazy. That's just of your own standard. That's not based off their standard. And then second of all, you don't know, they could have fear of failure. They could want to do it, but be paralyzed with fear. So they didn't do it. Or they could be procrastinating because, you know, they are, they have imposter syndrome or they, you don't know. You have no idea what's going on in that person's head. So you can't really, you're just judging them if you call them lazy. And even if that were true, even if their laziness was a thing, I've never worked harder than I have since my kids have unschooled. I just want everyone, for me, laziness would be to send them to school. That would be, if by that definition, that would be lazy because I would be, out, I would be outsourcing this whole thing that I'm doing to someone else. I would be giving my responsibility as a parent to answer all the questions and 
provide all the resources and do all of the things that I do every single day to another person. How is an unschooler lazy? We're doing everything. We're doing all of it. Yeah. But someone who sends their child to school, that's not lazy. You're not doing any of it. You're, you're, you let someone else do it. So that's, I don't, I don't even understand how you, how they even come to that. Like, that doesn't even make sense. I guess they just think like we just sit here all day and first of all, it's impossible to do nothing. It's impossible. Like you don't know what a person is doing. If you sit, if you see them sitting there playing a video game, you don't know what they're learning through that video game. You have no idea. So, so stop judging them. Stop judging them. I definitely um, think that that's a huge issue, not just with um, unschoolers, just with, with everyone that we like reshape like our brain uh, around this concept of laziness, because I think that it's like something that we inherited from a long time ago that no longer really applies um, and that we have so much more information that we can, um, you know, cut that out that, you know, that we can see what's the, what's the deeper issue here that a person is having that they won't start? um, Or is it you that you want them to do something that they don't want to do? And so that you have, it's a, it's a trust issue. So it's about, um, you know, whether that's me looking at my children, or whether that's me looking at somebody else, it's about me um, trusting that that person is doing the right thing for them and making the right choice for them at this moment and whatever that looks like to me whether it looks like my child you know spending an afternoon watching movies and I deem that as Mm -hmm. lazy um and inactive um it's about me not trusting that they are doing what they need for for this moment you know do they need to rest are they actually actively engaged in that movie and actually there's a lot processing that I can't see you know what are they what are they choosing to do and why, you know, like you were saying, why are they choosing to do it? Is there an underlying cause that we maybe need to, to, you know, help them with, you know, are they, um, you know, are they stuck? Do they need, is there something they need that we can support them with and help them with? Or, or are they, you know, are they just taking a break for, for, for five minutes? Um, I think when when you're unschooling as well, that whole cycle of um, like we're so used to this work cycle, like we work between the hours of nine and five mm-hmm. and then we and then we do a, something that's relaxing or and then we go to sleep. And then but when we step into unschooling, that all gets sort of mixed up. You know, one child is sleepy in the morning and and, you know, maybe a bit more active at another time of the day and, and somebody else is responding to their own physical um, need for rest, you know, later in the evening. It doesn't look like, you know, nine to five is when we work, you know, then we eat and, we, and then we do something relaxing. Um, and, it, and it all gets mushed together really. Yes, or, it or does. People get, more, that people get more in tune with their own, their own body. Right. Absolutely. Yes, they do. It's like, and it becomes a rhythm to the house. Like, and and exactly what you said, like it's, there's a trust. Definitely. It's, it's about trust, but it's, it's also about respect Mm -hmm. and respecting that this child is like you said, doing what's best for them and respecting them as a person that, you know, that not enforcing myself onto this person. 
because that is harmful to the relationship. So it's, it's really like a communal type of living, more communal than, you know, this whole, like you said, we work from this time and then we do this and then we do that. No, it's more communal in the way that you have to kind of allow the rhythm of life and what everyone else is doing. You have to respect it and try to like work with it, like go with the flow of life instead of like mandating this is when we do this and this is when we do that. But just, you know, just having this rhythm that, and just allowing things to happen. That's another thing I think that is just such a stark departure from what we're used to is this just allowing instead of forcing. And, and I think that brings to an even larger point of unschooling in that unschooling and self-directed education is really about the relationship that parents have with their children more so than it is an educational framework, in my opinion. It's because in order for this to be successful or work, I have to have such a deep, meaningful relationship with my children that, they, that I constantly understand that they're progressing based off the conversations that we have. Yeah, the, the part that, we, that people really need to understand is that unschoolers, when done well, when done the way that we, that we know, that it should be done um, is just a, a relationship with your child so that you're constant, like touch base with them so that you know what they need. They're telling you and also you're making suggestions and it's just like a constant, it's just a relationship. Yeah. Well, you've got uh, four children and I've got four mm-hmm. children and respecting, um, you know, that's different in a household where there's one child and say, yeah. say two adults or one adult. Um, it takes going back to not being lazy it takes an enormous amount of effort um because we're not calling the shots we're not setting a timetable that everybody has to follow there's a lot more discussion and there's a there's a lot more input because we are um actively encouraging and supporting our children's voices in that space um to how we manage multiple different people and multiple different needs in our home space but I think it's a really valuable thing to do not only because I think we should treat um, our young people with that respect and and you know have their voices valid and and heard Uh, but I think that that will also in turn have a ripple effect on our communities and the way that they grow up and in turn treat and value others but my my question was going to be what does your what does life look like in your house sort of right well maybe not right this moment but you know what does that look like how does that outplay in in your house with four well I work I work outside of the home I work nine to five outside the home my husband works outside the home as well he works overnight that's how we're able to make this lifestyle happen is that about you know we work different shifts so a typical day for us is that when I get up in the morning I don't know around six or seven some of the kids are already up some of them are still sleeping um it depends on the child on what they do during the day like you said like one my oldest is very much into structure he has a list of everything he wants to get done in a given day in a given week and he checks them off Um, my daughter is much more like go with the flow type person. So she just, she learns, she picks a topic based off of like things that are happening in the world, things that are happening in her life. And she, you know, 
really delves into that and researches that. That's how she spends most of her days is just going with the flow and looking up things that she sees and finds and wanting to know about her, her world. Um, and then the twins are, they're much, they're so much younger that they still haven't really found their thing that, you know, they're 10 years old and they're still trying to figure it out. Like, you know, what is it that I really want to know? But they, they, they're more into play. Like they play a lot more and that's the way that they are experiencing the world at this moment. So they go outside like every day and, you know, go to the park and we allow them the freedom to just say, okay, mom, I'm going outside. And then they, they go and explore their world and then they come back and they play video games um, a lot and watch YouTube videos. Um, so that's how they manage it. So, so that's basically how it looks. It looks different for every single person, um, you know, yeah. but we all, we have like a, we, we try to really um, make the, our home a community. So like you said, we will sit there and we'll talk about it. It's an ongoing conversation and it's always changing. It's a working thing. The relation, we just basically is just like a relation. We're having relationships with each other because we're a family. Um, so that's what it basically looks like. We work and the kids, they do their thing and yeah, I mean, it's I, just life. Yeah. I asked, <laughs> um, so I asked people on the podcast what their life looks like so that hopefully what uh, listeners will begin to understand is that there isn't like a set pattern of what unschooling is that actually it's just different families and different individuals like living their lives it isn't um yeah it isn't it isn't set out in a particular way there is no standard this is this is what it looks like but that what it actually is is our children doing their thing you know choosing what they do and us facilitating that but that it also works within the community like yeah and, and, and as, as a family sounds- it's hard to explain it to people too, because it's like, it sounds quite passive to a lot of people. Like, like you said, like it sounds lazy, like sounds like we're not doing anything. But if you really thought about, like, if you examined your life, you would see how much you are actually doing. Like all of the conversations that have to happen, all of the, you know, just the things that have to get done, all the resources that have to be bought, all of the things that have to get done to, so that you live a life. All of those things are unschooling. So when you add that all up, it's everything. It's all of the things. So what may look lazy to someone else, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just all of it, all of it. It's the opposite of being lazy because every single part of this is what it is. All of the things are unschooling. So that's why unschoolers are always like, what? Like when you say that it's lazy, it's, it's, it's like so laughable because we know that every single part of it, everything that contributes to this lifestyle and it's a lot (laughs) yeah and I think when you see when you see that learning is everywhere and that you see that everything Mm -hmm. that your children are doing whether it's highly active or highly academic or relaxing when you can when you see that everything is contributing to them building a picture of the world and and you know growing and developing skills and and um, gathering knowledge and understanding when you can see that it's very hard to unsee that. it's very hard to unsee that um, yes. when, when you can see that it's not lazy it's right. exciting actually it is. Um, it that, is. that it's that 
it's that straightforward that I can choose to do what I do with my life. And at the same time, I am, I am, I'm learning and I'm educating myself and I'm growing and, and it all becomes, you know, exciting. Yes, you're absolutely right. And also you just like what you said, I love that because it also opens the world up. Like you can see it for everything, not just for like an educational approach, but also you start to imagine yourself doing everything differently. Like, why do I have to work like this? Why, why, you know what I mean? Like, why can I just do it like this? Or everything starts to feel possible once you get on the other side of it and you, you understand that, oh, this works. Oh, okay. Well, what about this? Does this work? You know, it, it just, it makes your brain expand in a way that you kind of have to do it in order to know how much more you will see like you just see it all it's kind of like the matrix where you see the matrix <laughs> and you finally see it's like that it's like oh okay I see it now you know and so yeah I totally agree with what you just said it's it's very inspiring one of the one of the things I I love seeing especially as my children grow older and we we've been doing this more and more and one of the things I love seeing is um that my children are loving their lives Mm -hmm. and they are they love what they do and I don't need to divert their attention to something else that I think is more important or I think is going to be more successful let's say um you know or help them to achieve something um they're just they're loving what they're doing and they they they're growing and learning all the time and it's I want to say it's so easy, which again makes people think that I'm being lazy, Mm -hmm. but I'm not being lazy. It's just, it comes so naturally. It's really organic. And and it's just an amazing thing to watch. And, and it's an amazing, um, it's almost like a gift for our children to be able to, to, to do, to be able to do that. Um, Yeah. I love it. Yes. No, absolutely. And I, I totally get what you say. It's easy as like the, you know, it's easy to being yourself in this world isn't easy. So when you figure out how to be yourself, you realize how much easier it is than pretending to be someone you're not, or, you know, so that's in that way, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying that it's like you, you're just living. It's just, and it's very difficult to try to like, for people who aren't doing to understand that it's just life. We live and we learn and everything is self-directed. It's so different than how it is in general, how most people live their lives, that it feels foreign to them. It felt foreign to me. That's what I'm saying. It's like you have to get on the other side of it so that you can understand like, oh no, it's, it is easy, but at the same time, it's everything. So it's not easy it's not an easy choice to make it's not an easy you know you, you, like you said you have articles that come out and people naysayers so it's not all it's not easy in that way but it is an easier lifestyle it's like going with the flow it's easy like a river it's just easy you know and it makes me feel like I'm gonna live longer actually <laughs> and like because I have, I have less stress in my life now, you know, and, and with even with like the COVID and pandemic happening and all these parents are like stressing out about how how we're going to do this and the virtual learning and they're more stressed out now and I'm like if you would just let that go 
you would not have the stress. It's, it's like you were saying before, it all comes back to your mind shift. You have to shift your mind. You sh- this should be less stressful for you. You know, the fact that it's more stressful, you, you need to like, just let it go a little bit, relax a little bit. Um, I don't want people to stress themselves out because stress is a killer, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's a killer. So yeah, it's, it is, it's a much easier way of life and go with the flow. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think you have to get to, um, you have to go through that transition. You have to go through the de-schooling. You have to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let, let's just, like you were saying with your own journey, like, let's just, let's just, let's just alter this one thing. Let's just, let's just try this. Mm-hmm. And then, and you sort of walk into it. And then there comes a moment where you think, we're doing it. This is, this is, mm-hmm. we're doing it, you know. And, and there does have to be that transition. And that transition can be, um painful and tricky and hard work and challenging and all those things um but it's really worth it and and I probably ought to mention whilst I'm mentioning transition and and de-schooling that um, personally I don't think that those things those those things that trigger us and those things that you know we struggle with I don't think those ever truly go away like some of them I think we address but I think mm-hmm. as we go on you know new things arise that, oh, absolutely. that come to us and, and oh, we have yeah. to challenge those as well but the further we walk into this lifestyle the further we you know embrace it and live it um the more adept we get at, at recognizing those triggers recognizing mm-hmm. when that's those feelings are coming up again and addressing them um so yes absolutely it's not it's not like there's a transition period the end and it's ongoing it's definitely an ongoing thing it's it's like like you said like you learn more as you get into it you know and I think there for me has been a huge shift with my children are the ones that are teaching me more because because they didn't go through the whole thing of school like I did they picked up on it much quick, more quickly, like much, it's much easier for them to just live their lives and learn and understanding that they are learning while they're, while they're growing. Um, so it's been turned on its head for me because they, I learned so much from them now, like my, the, the shedding of all the layers that that schooling and all of the society has put on me, they're still there. I'm still trying to get rid of them, but they don't have as much unlearning to do. So I'm learning from them how to be free. It's, it's amazing. Like, you know, it's, it's, I, I freed them in order for them to show me how to be free. Like you said, in the, in the more you walk on that journey and the farther you get into it, the more you have to unlearn, but it gets easier. It's easier like to let it go. You know, the, the longer you do it, the easier it gets to, to accept like, okay, that maybe you're not always right. Maybe these articles aren't always right. Maybe these books aren't always right, but what I'm living, what I'm doing, what's right in front of me, what I have to do right now, what I have to accept right now, that's the most important part. You know, those are the type of learnings that I, I get. Like, let me just deal with what I have to do right at this moment unlearn what I have to unlearn at this moment or learn what I need to know at this moment. Um, and to just keep going on the journey you know, learning, living and learning. I've loved this. This has been really, this has been really Me good. Me too. I love this conversation. I'm so happy, Heidi. I'm happy that you're doing this. 
I think this is awesome. Um, I'm really, that's why I reached out to you. I was like, you still want to do it? Because I want to do it. <laughs> you know, like I really, I'm looking, I was looking forward to speaking to you because I always think that you're, the perspective that you bring to the conversation is necessary and needed. And I'm so grateful for it. Like every time I see your picture, park, I'm like, oh, there's Heidi. You know, like it makes me happy to see, to see you because you, you have such a great perspective. Well, um, that, you have, you have, um, you've got a hand, you've got a handle on Twitter. You've obviously got a handle on Twitter, a, a physical one and a metaphor. You've got a much better handle on Twitter than I have. It's not my, um, but not, not just on Twitter, Twitter, just like in the know. groups, like, uh, like in the groups that we're in, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like all yeah. the conversations that we have and all the groups that we're in, I just, I, I'm, I'm always grateful to see your perspective. You know, we need more perspective from people who have always done it you know, who've always had, especially people who have older kids, yeah, you know, well, too, that's gone I'm through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm grateful. I'm so happy that you're doing this. And um, I really enjoyed this conversation as well. And I hope we get to do it again. Yes, that will be yeah. that's a, a whole